Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 106 for the fifth of Adar Base in a leap year. And today we are continuing with chapter 35. And if you remember from last time, and if not, please go back and listen, we were kind of left with a very intense cliffhanger of what is the purpose of our lives. It was a very existential kind of like, it brought up a lot of existential questions, The mainly the, the idea that as we've been talking about, we are all constantly waging this constant internal battle between our animal self and our godly self. And we've already been given the spoiler to this is that we will never win. And it's going to be a constant battle our whole lives. So what is the point? And we kind of talked about this here and there about how the purpose is really the struggle. And that's where the work is. And that's where the growth is and everything. But the ultra but didn't seem to be very satisfied with this answer. As he brought up this question in a stronger way yesterday. And today, he begins to give us a little bit of the answer. So in order to get to the, that answer and before we get there, I'd like to bring up something which is done. I don't know how often it's done in high schools, but it's a high school project that seems to be prevalent, at least in some places, called the Egg Baby Project. Nobody really knows the origin of it. It looks like it maybe originated in the 80s. And the idea of this project is to teach teens responsibility, specifically in terms of babies, in terms of raising a baby. It's, it's kind of like the, the explicit purpose is to prevent teen pregnancy, to get to give teens a sense of what's involved for caring for another child. But some of the side benefits of it is to teach teens in general the idea of compassion and responsibility. And the basic idea of how it works is that each teen is in the classroom is given an egg that they have to take care of for the whole week and they have to make sure that the egg doesn't break. So it's like a really, really delicate thing and they have to give the, the egg a name and they have to carry the egg around with them and make sure the egg doesn't break in the process. They have to decorate the egg, like all kinds of things like that. And so it really, really gives the teens, or the idea of it anyways, is to give the teens a sense of being responsible for something other than themselves and really focusing their energy in that way. So this to me is a good way of understanding what today's Tanya is really all about. Because up until now, the focus has really been on ourselves and our own internal struggle and this whole idea of battling the forces of good and the forces of evil within us and all of that. And now today, what the Ultra Bible will teach us is really what we need to do if we want to solve the riddle of this existential angst is to shift our focus elsewhere. Where is that elsewhere that we want to shift our focus? So the, the key to that and the clue to that is in a 
verse from Kohelet, Kohelet chapter 2, verse 14, which says, Hechacham enav berosho which literally translates as the, the wise man's eyes are in his head. And so like, there's a lot of Aramaic in today's portion, which so I definitely needed the translation to get through it today. I'm not fluent in Aramaic. And so I'm going to be kind of going through the text with you, but also explaining it at the same time. So usually if you've been following on the podcast, it's I, I at some point or another, I kind of go through a more literal translation. Today, I'm going to be kind of like going through the text, but interjecting commentary along the way. So the basic idea, so we're getting into it now. So the basic idea is that, so starting off with this verse, the wise man's eyes are in his head as a way of understanding and getting and having a clue to this understanding of of how to solve this existential angst is, so the Altarabbas cites the Yanukkah, which is in the Zohar. So the Yanukkah was actually, he was a child prodigy who is oftentimes cited in the Zohar. He was from the village of Sichnin and he was the son of Rav Hamnuna Saba. So it's just anybody who's interested in that. And so the so the Yanuka, so he asks a question on this verse of a wise man's eyes are in his head. He says, this is a weird thing to be saying, especially Kohelet is supposed to be this book that's filled with all this wisdom, the wisdom of, of King Shlomo and things like that. Saying a wise person's eyes are in their head. I mean, aren't isn't everybody's eyes in their head like where are where else would your eyes be like your eyes are not in your feet right your eyes are not in your stomach so what does that mean so the yanuka says that in order to really understand what this means a wise man's eyes are in their head we have to look at the fact that first of all there's this idea of of men wearing head coverings you see jewish men they wear a yarmulke a kippah or some type of head covering. And the reason for this is because there's this understanding that the Shekhinah, the divine presence, rests above a person's head. And so the Yanukah explains that when we say that a wise man's eyes are in their head, we don't mean inside of their head, and we don't mean like physical eyes. We mean that their focus is on their head. It's above their head. It's focusing on the Shekhinah, on the light of the Shekhinah. So now what does this mean? So there's this idea that comes up a lot in Torah, in Judaism, in Kabbalah, in Chassidus, that man is likened to a candle. And the way that that works is that we say that the, a man's body is the wick, and then the soul or the Shekhinah, which rests above their head, is considered to be the flame of that wick. And so if you think about a physical candle, in order to keep a physical candle, in this case, we're talking about like an oil candle, to continue to keep it burning, it needs oil. So if you want to keep that fire burning, you need to consistently feed it with constant oil. And then as kind of like a proof for this understanding of this idea of the oil and the shechina and above the head and everything like that, uh, the Yanukah quotes another verse from Kohelet, this time from chapter 9, verse 8, which says, V'shemen which literally means that there should be, let there be no lack of oil above your head. This is something that King Shlomo said. So it's, again, this idea that we are supposed to constantly be putting oil, nourishing our soul or the shechina above us with oil. What does this mean? What is oil? Oil is understood to be, mean good deeds. So what this basically means on a very simple level is that when we say that the wise man's eyes are in his head, it's not teaching us literally something that we all know. Every child knows this, that your eyes, where are your eyes? Your eyes are in your head. Is it saying that a wise person, their focus is not inside of their physical body and inside of this struggle and this animalistic 
battle that's going on within them, but it's upwards. It's up towards the Shekhinah, towards the divine presence. And it's focused on constantly nourishing the flame, constantly providing it with oil, with good deeds in order to keep the fire burning. And this is the end of the teaching of the Zohar. This is the end of the section for today. And we're going to continue along these lines tomorrow. But before we do that, I just want to bring it back to the egg project analogy and about all that. So to me, this is how I understood this section is that basically what the ultra bit is doing here is he's shifting our focus away from ourselves. He's saying that True, we've learned about how there's a perpetual battle internally and it's never going to end and we're never ever going to really, really, really win this war against the animal soul. But so the ultra is saying not to worry because a wise person, their focus is not inside their body. Their focus is above their head. Their focus is on the Shekhinah and on nourishing the Shekhinah with oil, which in other words means good deeds. And this is where the Tanya starts to become very practical, that it's not just about sitting and meditating and contemplating all day long, but there's actually action that's required and the importance of physical action is very strong. So again, going back to the analogy of the the egg baby project is that with the teens, this is really something that the students, that the teacher is trying to get the students to learn is to be less self-focused and to focus instead on caring for another, on caring for an egg and is a very delicate kind of thing and cannot just be left and neglected on its own. So that's the idea here. And the Tanya is this idea of the Shechina, how the Shechina too, and this oil that's, uh, and the fire that's by the person's head really needs this constant infusion of oil of constant good deeds. So I hope that made the Tanya a little bit more accessible to you. And once again, tomorrow we are going to conclude this chapter and we'll get deeper into these concepts and I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast, hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzchak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.